Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all very well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and I am so thrilled for you to join us live on the Voice America Network to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, progressing with the new normal in education with an amazing guest. But before we jump in, let's form an imaginary circle of love joining our hearts and hands. And in the center of our circle of radiant golden light, we lovingly enfold our teachers, children, and parents. And those who are suffering, our fellow Texas neighbors in crisis, from our heart to yours, we shine love light. For teachers, parents, children, we pray for inspiration, learning, and creativity. And for those struggling and our fellow neighbors, we shine love light for strength, well-being, and recovery. And whenever we feel anxious and fearful during these challenging times, for healing, grace, and mercy, return to our circle of love. And so it is. You know, education is the hallmark of society with far-reaching benefits. And as we embrace the new normal in education, I think we all can agree that there's nothing normal about the challenges we are currently facing. And we certainly acknowledge that we are doing the best that we can. There's no standardized approach and every community is handling it differently. No matter what platform, online, virtual, in-class or hybrid, the adjustment can be frustrating and challenging for teachers, students and parents. You know, there was an article by Sarah Mina Osmond. What it's like teaching on Zoom to students I've never met and often not seen or heard. And she expressed learning which students advocate for themselves and unanswered questions and considerations regarding forming strong relationships that are necessary for students to succeed. And even the effects of not socializing in person that affect social skills and, ex- and those extracurricular outlets in school as an escape. But Nonetheless, we have to make the most, expand our view, and reach out to provide as as much support and resources that can be assessed. So in spite of major changes that have significantly impacted and disrupted our family systems and education and institutions, the educational system is paramount as we adapt to the new normal. So what are the challenges and what support systems and resources are available to empower children and parents? And when we refer to parents, we are inclusive and include all kinds of family arrangements. Our guest, Karen Gibson, she was on Love Light in September of last year embracing the new normal in education when the school term began for most educational institutions. And she's returning to share progress and challenges with the new normal in education. She hails from Hawaii. She's a former special education teacher, author, certified life coach, certified in neuro-linguistic programming. She's the founder of Brain Builders, private tutoring business, and Letting Go Aloha. She's an expert on showing parents how to become better for themselves and their children. So we welcome Karen Gibson to our show, and we welcome our listeners around the world and those from Hawaii for our show, Progressing 
with the new normal in education. So, Karen, it's so lovely to have you back. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jean. It's such an honor. Thank you for inviting me again. Yes, we have quite uh, quite an adjustment to make during this uh, progressing in the new normal and the lack of progress in some areas. Yes, yes. Well, tell us, first of all, what inspired your work? Well, I've been an educator for 27 years, and I've watched parents struggle, you know, with sleepless nights, with a lot of crying, both the parents and the children, and I decided to offer uh, virtual tutoring as well as parent coaching because, you know, parents are already stressed with this pandemic and you add on distance learning and the challenges of raising children in, you know, prior to COVID parenting is just, as you know, very, very challenging. So I wanted to um, just offer a resource, offer some tips and help them so that, you know, raising kids does not have to be the, the torturous journey that sometimes it feels like. Yes. Well, thank you so much for, for just uh, sharing that and realizing uh, the differences that are specific to every community. Can you give us an update? What have we learned and what works? What does not? Well, we've learned um, over the past, what, eight months that distance learning isn't working for a lot of kids. Uh, we, you know, they are lacking motivation. They're dealing with a lot of distractions, the inability to, to focus on those, you know, 20 squares on their laptop and just suffering overall just stress. So it is not conducive for a lot of kids. Suicide rates are increasing. You know, mental health is compromised um, and it's just... It's just difficult. So I think it's so important. You're you're asking about what can we do about it. Parents need to practice patience, you know, empathy, um, focus more on mental health rather than academic goals, which can be really hard to do because, you know, we all want academics to be a, a priority, right? But if it's compromising our children's mental health, we really need to focus on emotionally connecting with our kids, you know, teaching them the, the power of deep breathing and calming themselves because we do not want, you know, mental breakdowns or we don't want, um, you know, anxiety and panic attacks to, to rise with our kids. Yes, it's quite a challenge. And I recently uh, viewed a series, Kids Under Pressure, which was very uh, knowledgeable, focusing on education during the pandemic with interviews with children. And it revealed more stress, uh, children being more distracted, struggling with motivation and connectivity issues and Mm -hmm. this pressure to uh, achieve. So uh, in this series, the children wanted more understanding. Uh, uh, They wanted parents to ask them how they're doing, how things going, and more talk and bonding. So uh, from your perspective, what what do children need? Well, I've been um, interviewing children as well. The students that I tutor really want to be heard, understood, and like you said, they want to be asked not like when is your homework due did you do it you know how are you you know what's going on you know are you struggling with anything and just listening without judgment or um, criticism which I think is really hard as a parent because we have our agenda you know we want our kids to be educated but kids cannot be educated and, and want to learn if they're not you know heard understood and just just that unconditional love, you know, that love and light that you talk about, they really need to feel it to to want to be in that, um, in the mental state to learn. Yes, and, you know, from this segment, it was uh, revealed that, you know, some still feel the pressure to re- achieve, and we know that there are students at different levels, and some are more uh, self-directed, some are not, and even those who were primarily self-directed had issues staying distracted because a lot of uh, the students are now at home and at home people are doing work. There are more children at, uh, in the home or more distractions. So that was an, uh, a, a concern that was brought up as well. And I know, you know, as, as you indicated, parents are under pressure. 
many are really in the survival mode, you know, just trying to get by through the day. And perhaps relationships that were already taxing have now escalated into something that seems impossible to to manage. So uh, do you have any tips for parents or, well, actually, from your perspective, uh, what do parents need at this time? Well, I think parents need um, to know that it's not all about academics. You know, they are not to be replacement teachers or be responsible to teach their kids. So, um, you know, a lot of it is I was just um, researching and it's and it. It's lightening up. It's knowing that the world is not going to end if your children fall behind, if they're not logging on, you know, if they're just being apathetic and not motivated, it'll be okay. But if we keep nagging and lecturing and scolding them, it'll just make it worse. So, you know, having support, either other um, parents, you know, sometimes it just takes talking to other parents, going through the same thing, knowing that you're not alone, you know, or reaching out to, of course, the schools, counselors, um, admin. But if they're not available, um, you know, you can create your own support group. I I have that in my own um, business. You know, we have a mom support group. You can create just a group of even three fellow parents where you, you know, share your problems, um, brainstorm, and you'd be amazed at how calming it is just to hear other parents, you know, vent and share that they're going through the struggle along with you. You know, you're not alone. Yes, that's so important. Uh, I remember I received a call from uh, a friend and they were telling me that their child was having uh, trouble, you know, really with the the online. And this was a special need uh, child. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, Perhaps the child doesn't connect with the Zoom and feel more pressured. And I said, what are some options uh, that you can explore with the, you know, the teacher and the counselor? And uh, she said, well, there is an option for, uh, you know, just regular homework assignments that can be emailed or picked up or whatever. And they said, I said, why don't you really talk with the counselor and the teacher and look at what are the options if you see that this is not working and the student, your, your, your child is feeling more pressured. And so um, it kind of, you know, it's like sometimes there are things that are obvious that parents feel so pressured, they can't really see the obvious. <laughs> and exactly. so they were like, yes, that's a great idea, you know, and they said, well, yeah, we did connect and we, we connected with the counselor, we connected with the teacher. And now, you know, the, uh, Homework assignments are, you know, just they're not on the Zoom and we have that option. So I think with every uh, school or community doing things different ways, we have to be uh, knowledgeable of the kinds of resources that are available and uh, I guess be an advocate for our children. Uh, But we have to be knowledgeable. Definitely. And the schools, um, if they don't know, a lot of times they will have resources as well. So they are being so accommodating and they know, you know, they know the parents and the kids are stressed. So it's amazing how they'll do one on one calls with them or, you know, sometimes it, it can just be FaceTiming. I mean, I did a tutoring session believe it or not, on Instagram because the child's laptop um, wasn't working. So we did um, instant, you know, the DMing, the direct messaging, and I did the entire tutoring on social media, Instagram. I mean, people um, don't realize that, you know, the, the power of technology really helps us modify education now. Yeah, I, I love that. And as we talk about the challenges that parents are facing and uh, things that are working, um, and things that are not working, uh, what are some other things that you, maybe some examples of some modifications or how you have made the journey as a parent coach for children and parents? Uh, how, what are some modifications that have been made that have helped parents and children from your perspective? From my perspective, I heard a lot of success with learning pods. You can do it virtually or in person. And all it is is create a a group of maybe three to four students. It can be social distanced, you know, if you do it in person. Someone had a picnic table outside and or even a blanket. And they actually had about three other kindergarteners. And they were thrilled 
to be able to have face-to-face, you know, socialization while being educated. Um, During my Zoom, I teach with um, the whiteboard, singing, drawing, you know, creating stories and really engaging the child and asking the child, you know, what do you want to do? Sometimes they'll say, can we sing today's lesson? Or can we um, draw, you know, on the whiteboard? Because Zoom actually does, you know, give you options to, you know, have them draw or use the little heart stamps or the, you know, the gold stamps. And children can give you a lot of ideas if you just ask them. You know, I've helped parents um, reconnect with obstinate teens by just practicing the power of letting go. You know, setting boundaries, but loving unconditionally will get children to cooperate, you know, whether, rather than start a conflict um, and just make learning fun. I mean, incorporate laughter, you know, memory games. I mean, parents are shocked at how how the results are so um, drastically, you know, positive, you know, just over one or two times um, changing your mindset and just how you interact with your child. It's amazing, you know. Yes, I, I love what you brought up. Kind of look at different variations to bring more humor, humor, fun, laughter, <laughs> and to be, you know, really selective about what games you can coordinate with academic assignments to make it more mm-hmm. fun and, you know, engaging. So I, I love that you brought that up. Yes, and you were mentioning the, you know, how to deal with isolation. You know, isolation does require creativity. But, you know, kids on their own, they're creating their own social media support groups. You know, they play video games online with kids around the world. You know, FaceTime, texting, um, just helping kids feel connected and not so alone. You know, people um, criticize social media, but if you use it the right way, it can really help kids feel connected. And they still, you know, can can interact with your friends. Yes, yes, that's so important. And I think that sometimes the children are more savvy with technology than their parents. So it can even be a learning, teaching, learning experience for uh, the, the children to share, you know, options and different things with their parents regarding uh, technology. So it can be an educational uh, component there for the parents as well. So the oh, yeah. become the teachers. <laughs> and a great opportunity to bond, right? Because then the kids feel knowledgeable, they feel empowered, and then they can um, include the, the, the parents too, you know, let have the kids choose like a family activity or reward, um, you know, and just really go easy about the grades and just focus on, like you said, the bonding. Um, and, you know, we are really restructuring priorities you know that's what this whole pandemic i think is allowing us to do yes that's that's very good i'm glad that you shared that and we're going to talk more about you know the family bonding which is what uh, some of the students said that they really want parents to really connect more with them to engage in more conversations to you know, ask them how they're doing. So we're going to, you know, talk more about that in our next segment. But now I think uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more on progressing with the new normal in education with our amazing guest, Karen Gibson, author, certified life coach, founder of Brain Builders and Letting Go Aloha. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. 
Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love. Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty, and The Body Balancing and Physical Regeneration Pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to our show, Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. And if you're just joining us, we're with our amazing guest, Karen Gibson, author, certified life coach, certified neuro-linguistic programmer, founder of Brain Builders and Letting Go Aloha on progressing with the new normal in education. And Karen, uh, I just want to thank you for sharing strategies with us about how to empower parents and children as we navigate this new normal in education. And, you know, from things that I've researched, it, uh, it has shared some significant points about how, how important it is to use telehealth resources, uh, maintain personal hygiene because sometimes I think you get comfortable just being at home and even that can uplift your spirit to maintain a personal uh, hygiene regimen, connect with others virtually, exercise, and keep a schedule. So those were some of the things that I, you know, researched and found that, you know, have, has really worked with parents and children. And in mm-hmm. the first segment, we really talked about challenges faced by parents and children, and you did highlight your role, but I'd like for us to share, for you to share more about your role as a parenting coach, and um, share with us how you have really empowered parents and uh, helped them navigate this new normal in education. Well, yes, I think um, a lot of people don't realize, what does a parent coach do? You know, and I kind of give this analogy where if you were um, into baseball or football or, you know, any sport, you need a coach. I mean, it really helps to have a strong support system. So I offer, you know, practical strategies. Uh, We brainstorm customized solutions because, you know, as we know, every child is different, right? Even siblings, they, they will have different learning styles, different love languages. And so I hope parents trust in their child's journey, which releases worry, right? Just let go of control and learn to love unconditionally. I think a lot of times we don't realize how conditional 
you know, our love is when we get upset if the grades aren't right or our child is disrespectful and rolls their eyes. And, you know, how do we connect when there is a disconnect? So um, one of the things I do is a, a learning style assessment, right? Is your child visual, auditory, kinesthetic? And that will make a huge difference in how they learn and if they learn. So a lot of my children who just cannot handle that maybe the classroom whether it's you know virtual or in person we realize that they are not taught with their primary learning style they might be kinesthetic so we need to do things like you know touch type of thing where you have you know touch things where they can move them you know move like marbles or do something with their hands not just watch a boring video or watch a teacher lecture so even virtually you know they'll have things in front of them and then we will go ahead and either draw it or you know make them feel that um, it is not you can't make it boring that's that's the first thing i mean if children you know learn successfully they need to really engage and and love the process um, the second thing that make, can make a huge difference in connecting, whether it's in the home, you know, or in the classroom, is love languages. I think a lot of people are learning, you know, the power of love languages. Um, does your child want words of affirmation? You know, if your child does not really um, feel loved with words of affirmation, if you say good job, it means nothing. Maybe they want a high five. You know, maybe they want a little treat. So gifts. Um, Physical gifts is their love language. Or maybe they just want time. They want to just sit by you and, you know, watch a show. So practicing love languages and the primary learning style has made a huge difference. I mean, one testimony was um, this one boy was actually punching walls. Um, the mom had to call the police. Very, very volatile, almost violent interaction. And once she, you know, kind of calmed down, spoke in a very nurturing tone I was shocked too that the, the child actually hugged the mom on this past you know Valentine's Day did his homework she, she was still setting boundaries you know no video games unless you turn on the camera and he ugh, but then he did it and we were shocked that setting boundaries but using you know unconditional love language and just the way you act you know the way that you you interact, the words you use, the tone you use, it makes a huge difference, Jean, in, in how kids respond and learn. Yes. I, I have a question. Uh, do Have you had situations where the parent and the child perhaps work together to determine what will work? It's like some, some agreement without the parent being the one directing or setting the boundaries or, you know, uh, do you have that type of, uh, uh, you know, option where parents and children work together to sit, you know, to look at what, what works, what, what we're going to agree on this. Definitely. I'm glad you brought that up because you do need to um, have a collaborative effort. It can't be a, a dictator, you know, saying you're, you're not the boss. I know a lot of parents think that they're boss, but if you're the boss, you're going to have a rebellious child. So I love how you said that you need to engage your child, have your child feel like they are part of the agreement. So, yes, you sit down. I encourage um, weekly like family meetings, even if it's your single mom, you know, you can have a meeting with what whoever is in the family. You know, you said extended family are together now, the grandparents and aunts and uncles sit down and really talk, have have a family discussion, which I don't think many of us do because we're too busy. But when kids feel part of it they'll more likely cooperate because they are part of the process. You know, they will give their input, which makes all the difference in the world in cooperating. And I love what you said about the love languages. Like even as a result of setting up some type of collaborative uh, arrangement where the parent and the child agrees, then there there's re reinforcement or rewards for, you know, adhering to what we agreed upon and paying attention to, uh, whether it's the learning style or what is considered the proper reinforcement for that particular child, you know, it makes all the difference. So I like, you know, that you shared that in terms of the power of, you know, uh, giving or rewarding when something is done right. 
Yes, and so some ideas, some you know, and it's amazing. Some of the um, rewards that children want are so simple, like a homemade pizza night, uh, a family walk around the neighborhood. You know, my my daughter wanted the two dogs and the cat, and all of us. <laughs> so we put the cat in the little stroller that we invested in, walked around the block, and I thought I would never have even thought of this as a reward. You know, another daughter wanted to just sit and watch a movie as a family, so we did that. You know, family painting is what I wanted to do. Um, my my husband wanted to go to the golf range, and it is possible now with um, social distancing. But if everyone you know, gives their input, then it really feels like a family reward, not just a reward that the parent comes up with. Because some of the rewards we come up with, I have students say, and, and I don't want that. That's not a reward for me. <laughs> That's a punishment. And so it really is enlisting everyone involved and making it a collaborative, you know, collaborative effort. Wow, that's that's wonderful. You know, one important uh, aspect of this uh, social isolation and all of us being together in one place or whatever, uh, it, you know, they refer to the, the the importance of exercise and getting out. And yes. uh, because, you know, after a while, it's, you know, if the weather is accommodating or it's a nice day, it's nice to, you know, really connect with nature, get out of the house, <laughs> get off the Zoom and, you know, connect with nature and do something different. And this whole aspect of exercise uh, can be quite refreshing. And uh, I know when I was talking to uh, uh, the family about their child, they said, well, I said, well, what does the child like to do? And she mm -hmm. said, well, the, they, the father and, and the child, they love bowling, you know. And I said, well, I know now, uh, you know, I don't know if there are restrictions at the bowling alley or whatever, uh, but really identifying what are some things that uh, the child like, you know, to kind of break the, you know, the monotony of just uh, uh being at home and in isolation. So I think the whole aspect of exercise and being creative and getting outside and, you know, doing other things can really enhance this, you know, bonding uh, and, and building the, the a healthy relationship and interaction with uh, parents and children. Definitely. You'd be creative. I mean, you know how um, the little kids have their own little plastic bowling ball and they have like plastic um, bowling pins. You can create your own little bowling alley in the comfort of your living room. You know, oh, I mean, I it's, just, it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how with creativity, if you can't go to the bowling alley, bring the bowling alley to you. You know, even with golf, you can have the little plastic golf ball. I mean, you know how um, men practice at home, incorporate your, your kids and they would love kids who don't like golf. If you put a little ball in front of them and tell them to hit it they'll just be laughing and you can have little rewards and prizes you know <laughs> and it, it becomes a a fun event where you're bonding releasing stress and exercising so it's a win-win for everyone and i know you and i have talked about the whole aspect of meditation and being calm and how even family kinds of activities can encourage that uh, uh, you know, you, you mentioned something about the meditation and the candle when we talked before. <laughs> I'd love for you to share Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm glad you brought that up. I have a four-year-old, and he just adores the candle breathing, you know, exercise. And he gets into his little stance. His, his hands are on his chest, and he closes his eyes. Um, on his birthday, I brought five tea candles, which he could keep. And he, it was like I gave him a million dollars. And so we... We deep breathe, you know, we hold the breath for three counts and then, you know, just breathe out and then he gets to breathe, um, you know, blow out all the candles. We make a wish, we ground ourselves. And so now I'm telling all parents, I mean, it's, there's so many inexpensive candles out there. You can just, and the kids really get into the deep breathing more when there's a candle because, you know, you get to look at the flame and it becomes entertaining and um, just relaxing. Yes, with the parents supervising that kind of activity. Yes, if you're definitely using, uh, yes, mm -hmm. you do not mm -hmm. want to encourage if they're deep breathing and there's no one there, um, then of course no no flame. But now they there's um, you know those candles yes, that so don't have the electronic it. Yeah. yeah the electronic yes. candles that require mm -hmm. no fire and it just something to look at you know whether it's a their favorite stuffed animal or an electronic um, you know light flashlight it could be anything but just yeah. Closing their eyes, too, and just imagining where they want to be, you know? 
So there's so many practices that parents can engage in with their kids that can really be helpful in the long run and teach our children skills to be calm and how to meditate and things like that. Because like I said before, parents are already stressed. So getting the whole family involved in these activities can be so empowering for everyone. Well, you know what it is? It is um, creating a foundation so that they in turn will become adults who know how to handle, you know, anger and stress and depression and anxiety. I mean, you are creating that foundation and raising kids, you know, who'll be resilient, you know, responsible, respectful. It's amazing the power of, like you said, meditation, deep breathing and providing kids with tools so that they become adults who, you know, know how to handle the adversities that just pop up unpredictably. And of course, the parents, uh, you know, they are the ones who can really train. So even uh, for the children, if they observe that you're being more calm, (laughs) I think it radiates throughout the whole household. Uh, So it's, you know, through modeling, parents can really teach uh, their children how to be more calm and how to be more self-controlled so these oh definitely definitely and that's you know i always say that you are um you know the gateway you are the one who if you lose your temper and then you wonder why is my child so angry i mean they are watching they are absorbing you know they are just they learn from us so we need to make it a priority to self-care you know practice self-care so you know that your child knows the importance of taking care of themselves. Otherwise, they won't think of it as important. You know, they'll think of it as, no, 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 I'm going to be selfish if I do something for myself. Yes, that's a good point. And one thing I also thought about was the gratitude practice where the children and the parents can engage in uh, being grateful. And uh, that can shift the energy of the household and the energy within. So, Practicing gratitude, uh, keeping a gratitude journal, something of that nature, Uh, you know, a nice little pretty journal that the kids can have. And, you know, maybe on your family night or whatever, you can really talk about, you know, what are you grateful for? Even, you know, though you can't be with, you know, your friends or whatever, but let's look at some other things that we're grateful for. We're healthy. If we we have food, you know, we're engaging. We, we, we watch that movie. We had fun. You know, a laundry list of things that uh, oh, yes. gratitude can really <laughs> invoke. Well, and that's how I used to end the um, the day, you know, end the night right before we go to bed, we would do our daily highlight. And that is truly a way of, you know, acknowledging the gratitude, simple gratitude in our life. So, you know, what was what are you grateful for today, especially before you go to bed? That's a great way to to end your day and close your eyes, focusing on, you know, what you appreciated. And, you know, I think that this can give uh, a lift to uh, students, well, our children who are constantly on Zoom and feel pressured about, you know, homework or whatever. It kind of breaks up the energy where you can really do something more wholesome and fun that can enhance uh, the interaction with parents and other siblings and, you know, can refresh the children when they get back on the Zoom and do their homework. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they do need that break. Um, what happens sometimes is after Zoom, the parents are, okay, let's do the homework. I want the homework out of the yeah. way. And there <laughs> is there is no break. And so the kids are saying, wait a minute, I have, you know, Zoom, and then I have to do homework. And then there's a lot of yelling and um, yeah. mental yeah. meltdown. So yeah, you're right. You do need that, the break to bond and just uh, refuel, you know, replenish yeah. Um And we have a little bit more time for that if we're at home. So we want to encourage our uh, uh, parents to pay attention to the children and their needs. Find online resources to address mental health needs and connect with institutions that may provide conferences and online training resources. Uh, In my state, the uh, Mississippi Statewide Autism Training initiated a virtual conference last year. Uh, The Mississippi Department of Human Services, the 
Mississippi Patient Information Center Project and also Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. So, you know, research uh, what's available through your school district and local resources. You're not alone. There's always help available. So I think it's now time for a quick commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more on progressing with the new normal in education with our amazing guest, Karen Gibson, author, certified life coach, founder of Brain Builders and Letting Go Aloha. We'll be right back. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as the transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart opening, beautiful to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized, ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Best selling authors international, news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And if you're just tuning in, we're with our amazing guest, Karen Gibson from Hawaii, author, certified life coach, certified neuro-linguistic programmer, founder of Brain Builders, and letting go with aloha on progressing with the new normal in education. And Karen, I really thank you so much for sharing those tips in the previous uh, segment on how you as a parent coach have helped parents and children and giving those insightful examples of how we can change the energy within the household and motivate our children to learn and build healthier and stronger relationships while doing so. So oh, it's been a pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. And could you tell us a little bit about your Letting go with Aloha and maybe some tips uh, and takeaways to help. Well, my, my website actually takeaways definitely. Um, let's just recap. Um, 
focus on being compassionate, right? Instead of focusing on schoolwork, it truly is empathy. Engage in, you know, family discussions, of course, activities where you um, collaborate with your kids. Don't just dictate, you know, have them um, be an active part of it. Practice non-judgment. This will go a long ways with your kids cooperating and just being uh, more, you know, like you said, they will be filled with love and light if you practice non-judgment and compassion. And I want to make sure that we emphasize daily gratitude, breath work, some type of meditation, even if it's one or two minutes, it'll really center and ground both parent and child. And most of all, just lean on Family members, you know, friends, schools, um, create your own little groups virtually or in person, you know, social distancing, of course. And um, this is what parent coaches, counselors, teachers, there are so many resources, like you said, on the Internet, as well as um, just the schools and mental health services that you can Google. So many resources out there. Yeah, And, you know, you've mentioned a lot of good things here focusing on compassion, engaging in family discussions, being non-judgmental, uh, collaborating with the, your children to be an active participant in looking at what are some things that we need to do to set boundaries. And it's all agreed upon with reinforcements uh, integrated into that. And being non-judgmental, having a daily gratitude practice, uh, breathing and meditation exercises that will be good for the whole family. And even though this may seem overwhelming to parents, just, you know, try one thing and see if it works. Definitely one thing. Yes, I, I I always use the litmus test of let me practice it and see how it works. You don't have to engage in everything all at one time, but you know, take one thing and see how it works and then build on that. Uh, because I know parents may be overwhelmed already and you're thinking, gosh, you got to do this. But be aware and take one thing at a time and see what works. Definitely. Keep what works, throw out what doesn't work, but you will find one thing that will definitely, you know, create this calming environment for your child. So parenting doesn't have to be stressful. Yes, and I, I was always impressed when you told me about how your daughter set up a chess. <laughs> yes, chess. I, I know. And that, <laughs> yes, and it was from someone from the Big Island and someone from, you know, different islands and someone was in the mainland. And it's amazing how they can have a movie night virtually where you guys are eating popcorn, um, you know, making comments like you're in the movie theater, but it's a virtual experience playing chess, um, similar to, you know, the video games, but you're actually actually, you know, interacting, you're socializing, even cooking. They actually, which is shock to me. I didn't even know you could bake virtually, but, you know, she was in the kitchen <laughs> and went back to her friends and I thought, wow. Well, those so are definitely some kids. solutions for the connectivity issues that a yes. lot of the children uh, are facing because I think on these interviews, some of them were saying, gosh, I haven't talked to my my friends in, in, in a long time and I really miss them. So what you're saying in order to offset this connectivity issue, we can still engage in activities, even if they're online, but it still enhances that social connection. Yes, social connection is so important and it's still possible virtually. And and I think one of the points that was brought up was that uh, students felt like, gosh, I just, you know, I, I would always depend on my friends to help me with homework assignments. And now I feel like I'm all alone. I'm having to do this by myself. And when you brought up those, what, pods? Or yes, learning yeah. pause, you know, it yeah. can be FaceTiming. I mean, learning yeah. pause makes it sound like, what is that? It truly is. It can be as simple as FaceTiming a friend and you just need one other person to help you with your homework. You know, one other person that makes you feel not alone. Yes, I love that. So tell us about your resources and books and things like that and how listeners can connect with you. Well, on Amazon, I have my um, first book, Mama's Gotta Let Go, Without Losing Your Sanity. And um, I am um, soon to be publishing my second book called 100 Parenting Tips Inspired by the Pandemic. But if you don't want to read it, it is available now on my YouTube channel. I have 100 of the parenting tips that I recorded, and it's on Letting Go with Aloha. So that's the YouTube channel 
You can find me on Instagram. I did 100 Instagram lives doing all the parenting tips. And that is also on Letting Go with Aloha. You can connect with me on my website. Same name, Letting Go with Aloha. But you can email me at Karen at LettingGoWithAloha.com. And the first 10 people who email me saying that they did listen to our show um, will get a uh, EQ book. And it's an e-book that shows you how to increase your child's EQ as well as your own. We're realizing now that EQ is way more important than IQ. So that's a gift for your listeners. Wow, amazing. You have a plethora of resources. You're truly an expert. <laughs> you know, I've tuned in to your your uh, online resources, you know, even though you think, well, you know, I'm not there. I'm, I'm listening in. <laughs> I'm tuned in. And you're truly an expert. And I think parents really rely on you for your expertise and support. And of course, you've been a teacher uh, uh, and, and you, you, you are aware of what parents face. Uh, you're aware of uh, what parents currently are dealing with during this pandemic and the challenges, even with children with special needs, because I think that was one of your specialties as well. I was right? a former, yeah, special ed teacher. I wanted to add one more thing. I know we're um, running go out ahead. of time. No, I ahead. have a private Facebook group. I encourage your listeners to, um, you know, ask to be on it. It's called Stressed Mom Support Group by a Hawaii mom. You do not have to be a stressed mom. You can be a stressed dad, grandpa, grandma, aunt, uncle. Just stress. Stress dealing with raising children, interacting with children. You can be a teacher. So I invite your listeners to join my my private group called Stressed Mom Support Group by a Hawaii mom on Facebook. And let's um, build our tribe, you know, so we can support one another. Yes, no matter where we are, as they say, we're in this together, <laughs> and yes. so we can all help each other. So, uh, please, by all means, connect with Karen. And Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been fun, Jean. Okay, all right. So, take advantage of uh, the the resources and tips offered by Karen, and connect with her to learn more. It's important to stay connected. Let people know how you're progressing. Make them aware of your needs. Say thank you to our teachers, parents, and children. Don't take them for granted. They're all doing the best that they can. And remember our circle of love. So join me next week with yours truly, Empower Your Life with Love Fridays, Cultivating a Loving Spirit. Send me your insights about our shows and results of the Love Light practice exercises that are posted on the blog page of my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com, and email me your results and any your insights, gene72ferris at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and remember, an empowered self is a loving self, and keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.